This show is part of the Miles Offside Podcast Network. Visit twitter.com slash milesoffsidepod for more information. And now, on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of absolute bollocks. My name is Chuck Bailey, known only as that, and with me as always is absolutely no one, because I'm the only fucking c- that bothers to show up every week. But my co-host, wow. Mr. Oscar Puente, is here, and he's rocking a very sexy Phoebe Flem voice. Check in, Oscar. How we doing? Hey, everybody. How are we going this week? Oh, that sounds quite clear. Clearer than it was a minute ago. Yeah, it's because it's the afternoon. You should hear me in the mornings. It's nothing. And the person that is going to have to deal with all of the edits for coughs, sneezes, splutters (laughs) and such. Super producer Ian Stimson there as well. How are you? I am living the dream. I've got a big cup of coffee. Um, Mm -hmm. I've just started a new job. Uh, I'm a chef now. And uh, cooking and shit, yeah. Genuine chef in our midst. Yeah, isn't it? I've, I like a real boy. Signed my contract and everything. It's, uh, it's good. Nice little hotel and uh, pub. Amazing. So yeah, it's been an eventful week. Eventful week. Uh, much better than a lot of the boring football, but I guess we'll talk about it anyway. <laughs> uh, how about you, gents? What's been going on in your weeks? I've had a disappointing roast dinner today, and that's really upsetting. Kelly doesn't listen, does she? No, or she also doesn't make a roast dinner. She's a vegan. <laughs> is it because you made a vegan roast dinner? Is that no, why? No, God, no. I don't do that. I what do you roast got, dust? It was a it was a lamb shoulder, but it was fatty. And I I did this thing where like uh, because I had loads of stuff going in the oven, I had to put the it was a pot roast. I had to put it directly on the bottom of the oven. So I've got this oven where you can either make the hot, uh, top heat up or the bottom heat up. And I thought, oh well, I won't do the bottom because that'll be directly heating the bottom of the pan so i did the top basically came out raw and then i had to fucking blast it then it wasn't barely edible anyway so i'm very upset why did why did just as a you know regardless of chef why didn't you just turn the oven on no i did do that worry about top and bottom (laughs) just have the oven no no because then i thought because if the bottom element heats up as well i thought it was going to be too much direct heat on the sort of bottom of the pot roast pan i was Put it, doing the meat in, I just well, I wasn't happy with that. I didn't think it mattered, but it clearly mattered. As everyone knows, you only want to cook the top half of your food ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Well, that's> yeah. <laughs> and what and what most of us do is we just put our food on a cold piece of something, and we hold a frying pan heated above our food to cook. That's it. correct. Yes. Or the little uh, the little gas lighter, the the one that clicks that you use to turn on your grill usually. Right, okay. I just hold that above my food very now, slowly. in retrospect, mm-hmm. and hearing you say this, I can realise how stupid it sounds. Yeah. That I was basically trying to grill a roast, but <laughs> it wasn't like that. <laughs> and I'm really, really upset. And I thought I might get some support, but fuck it. No. no. You went to the wrong people if you want support. <laughs> no, you went for support and you spoke about food. You know we are very direct with food. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just surprised you didn't douse it in heavy cream. You call it a day. <laughs> How about you, Oscar? What's been going on? Uh, lots of running around, traveling. I was, uh, I got another tattoo yesterday, so I was down in New York for that. And I have bronchitis, as usual, because it is the end of September slash beginning of October, so... Hang on, like, actual bronchitis? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I get it every year. Like, literally every year at the end of September. What? That is, that's what, like, old people get and smokers and they die. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had it a few times, yeah. <laughs> so, it, exactly, old people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is debilitating. I'm surprised you're functioning at all. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm propped up by pure cold medicine at this point. In the last 48 hours, I've driven 300 miles, sat in a tattoo chair for five hours, and uh, am now recording a podcast at the end of all that, so... So it sounds like you were sitting down doing something, you were sitting down doing something, and then you were sitting down doing something. What the hell yeah. are you moaning about, dude? And I, I did watch all the soccer yesterday, but I, I don't really remember looking at these score lines, and I'm like, did that happen? Is that a thing? I'm pretty sure that's half Dayquil and half just pure exhaustion, so good week for a soccer podcast. <coughs> all right, well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump in then with our... Rapid, rapid. You sound like a chainsaw stand. Uh, I'm trying to do like the sexy newscaster <laughs> voice, but it's not coming out. <laughs> that was an absolute mess. Let's try that one again. Rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Wow. <laughs> do you want to wipe down your mic? Let's uh, let's pretend that went well. Our top story this <laughs> evening. Bayern Munich have threatened to boycott the German national team over a row involving goalkeeper Manuel Neuer. Uli Honis has threatened that Bayern Munich will no longer release players for the Germany national team if Marc-Andre Ter Stegen replaces Manuel Neuer as the country's number one. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what's the cutoff? Yeah, got to be in there with the in goal with the Zimmer frame or something. Yeah, in it. He is just holding onto the post. Or they just strap him up in, like... Sort of some sort of torture racks pose, and just have his arms and legs sticking out to maximise. Carry on indefinitely. It could be weekend at Bernie's style. They could totally weekend at Manuel's. <laughs> that works. Yeah, that's that's the most petulant shit I've ever heard. And like that really would decimate the German team because they are just Bayern plus a couple of other players for the most part. Yeah, they got butt hurt because the last in the last major tournament they dropped. I'm pretty sure it was Max Hummels and Jerome Boateng. Yogi Lowe got rid of them, and obviously Germany did really well there. Not necessarily because of that, but Bayern just a bit, yeah, toys out of pram. It's just why would you say something like that? Why? Why you're you're the Bayern Munich president. You're not the Germany president. <laughs> Merkel should get involved. Get Merkel in. Merkel Merkel in goal. Um, she'll love it. And yeah, Neuer's got to be. What, like mid-30s now? Yeah, I think so. It's got to be coming to the end, doesn't he? I mean, blimey. At, at some point, it's got to change. Like, he can't just be like Buffon and, and be there until he's 40-something. It's just not going to work. I hope that they all get crocked in the next international match and Bayern have got no players. Yeah. And then fuck you, early Hernis. Which uh, which team do you think would be most likely to threaten the same thing in England? Uh, none of them, because they have no English players. It doesn't affect anyone. Man City... Man City would be what, like John Stones and Kyle Walker. Spurs? There's no one from Chelsea. Oh, well, actually, now there are, actually, again. There were no Chelsea players for a while there. I don't think there's anyone, like, super heavily represented, is there? Maybe Burnley. Brexit FC. They totally pull out of internationals. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving uh, with our big, big stories. The big, you know, we bring you the big, big stories. This. Why do I keep just saying big, big? <laughs> Uh, because your bronchitis has ruined your use of superlatives. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Great big. Go great big. Only the breaking top stories coming from us. Yeovil Town Ball Boys sent off 
Under normal circumstances, eight red cards would leave a match on the brink of abandonment. At Hewish Park, however, eight red cards were brandished just to keep the contest going. That's because referee Aaron Jackson decided the ball boys dotted around the pitch for Yeovil Town's National League game against Bromley were hindering rather than helping the action on the field. I love this. The level of the level of pettiness just seems brilliant. But I mean, it could be. It is annoying when ball boys just hang yeah. on to it. And you're like, come on, you little shit, just give it back. But I just love that a grown man would then send off eight of them. <laughs> Yeah, they should have just given them the hazard treatment and just kicked it. <laughs> yeah, straight in. Kicking the ribs. Um, but what's, what's great of this, that there's two reasons. Obviously, you know, it's it's absolutely hilarious that it was one ball boy that he reprimanded and then just got rid of all of them, which then meant he had to ref the game and go get the, <laughs> go ball, get the ball every time. <laughs> every time it went off, which is just fantastic. I mean, they brought in this season that... You you know referees can be uh, um, referees can show coaches and stuff like an actual yellow or red card and obviously they trial some stuff in the lower leagues like they did the orange card and simbin etc. I don't know if it's that level at the minute, but just to show red cards to ball boys like who do they, do they have to pay a fine to the club? Three match ban. Three match ban. Yeah, yeah no ball boys at any game. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Have you guys ever seen anything like that? I've never heard of that happening before. Mm, no, I've seen obviously the ball boys being kicked and threatened. <laughs> sure, I think yep. Mourinho did. I think Jurgen Klopp did to a kid that was clapping him, called him like a little dickhead or something. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sign him up at Chelsea. I love shithousery like that. It's good stuff. And uh, ni- nice to hear a little mench of uh, Bromley on the pod, which is pretty much where I grew up as well. So there we go. Ah, there you go. And uh, when I was a kid, my dad used to referee there when they were a Sunday league team. And sometimes I'd go and watch. It was your dad, wasn't it? It was my dad. <laughs> he's twatting ball boys next week. Uh, get involved. Um, he's not allowed back in Yeovil. All the kids are unemployed now. They can't. Yeah. Uh, well, to take it to a equally entertaining story, I think. Um, Rob Holding said that the Arsenal players had to vote on five different captains for... Unai Emery. God, I forgot this. (laughs) Yep. We, quote, we had a vote the other week, so we'll see what happens and see who gets named. We had to write names down and then give them to the manager. He will go through them with, and obviously with his input, we'll see what happens. I don't know what will, when it will be announced. I think it will be in the next couple of days. I have no idea. He also went on to say that people didn't quite understand the rules or if they were allowed to vote for themselves (laughs) or what. But obviously, fast forward a couple of days later... With shenanigans like that, you can only get one result, and that is that Granite Shaka has been named the new captain of Arsenal. It's just such a weird thing that he would... I mean, obviously, Emery's sitting there and just thinks to himself one evening, um, you know what, I'm going to make... We need leadership in this team, so I'm going to make five captains. (laughs) And evidently, he's been watching too much NFL or some shit. Like, it's a ridiculous concept and getting the players to vote. Like, it's your... This is almost as bad as, like, starting an FPL team and getting everyone else to do it for you. Like, <laughs> it's it's outrageous. And then to get Granite Xhaka, who all Arsenal fans have been just shouting at that they pretty much don't want him in the team. <laughs> and he's now a captain. Like, the captain, sorry, out of the five. I think the only funnier outcome could have been Mesut Ozil. Like, that's the only possible thing. that And they are all just like, well, we love him. He, he plays Fortnite with us in the locker room. Like, he's good times. It's just a popularity vote at that point. Top man. Top man. 
said it before and I'll say it again. Democracy doesn't work. No. No, not Power at all. votes don't work. <laughs> yep. Um, they still haven't, for the record, in case you're wondering, decided on a vice captain. Uh, currently, forwards Alexandre Lacazette and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang are understood to be the leading contenders. Unclear if they'll have to have a second vote. <laughs> or... Uh, a referendum. <laughs> yeah, or if Shaka gets to pick his running mate, like yeah. we do here. Not really sure. And then Gwenduzi prorogues the whole thing. <laughs> Shuts down <laughs> Arsenal for five weeks. Yeah. All right, well, to keep it moving along, Barcelona have been fined £265. Can you convert that into dollars for our Virginians, please? <laughs> um, $325.50 Barcelona have been fined for tapping up Antoine Griezmann. That is not £265,000. It is £265. What the fuck is the point of that? I mean, forget the fact that it's obviously ridiculous compared to other transfer bans, whatever. But what, administratively, what is the point of that? You've not even got your cost back, surely. Yeah, definitely not with, like, the lawyers and the yeah. investigation and everything else. Like, They should at least have to pay for that. I mean, it could cost more than that for someone to draw up the letter telling them they're fined, probably. Man, that shit really makes me angry, though. Like, why fucking, like... That no one gets punished for fucking anything, ever, except one oh, fucking team. Blah, blah. Where's yeah, the fucking I know, victim? I know. God, I'm going to start calling you a Liverpool fan. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and to uh, sort of wrap it up on the actually relatively rapid fire, for us at least, news this <laughs> week. Uh, Roma have handed a lifetime ban to a supporter who racially abused their defender Juan Jesus on social media. The Sierra outside tweeted an image of the messages, including details of the account, and confirmed that they had reported the incident to the police. The public denunciation was met with widespread appreciation. Um, The executive said the rot is deep and no one is taking this issue seriously enough, but we are and we will ban him for life. Good for them. Yeah, about time. Um, It is nice to see, like, people actually doing something and not just paying lip service to the idea of, like, oh, we don't really approve. Well, especially someone in, like, football, because there was... In Italian football. Yeah, in Italian football. Yeah, Italian because football. Because there are no teams... Because who was it? Uh, what what team that was making monkey noises at Lukaku? And it's been the same one. They did it to, like, Blaise Matuidi one year. They did it to Moise Ken last year. Cagliari. So, obviously, they've had this, and it's just been completely ignored. There was a, like, a TV pundit who got fired because he said it was something like with Lukaku that they should give him 10 bananas to distract him. Unbelievable. Something like that. And that guy just got dismissed right away. So it's good that Roma are doing something that Cagliari aren't. Yeah. Yeah, banned for life. Good. Good fucking riddance. And you compare that with, like, the shit going on at Man City this week and that whole controversy and the, like, sure, maybe, who was it? Bernardo, right? Bernardo Silva, yeah. He tweeted, like, a really racist caricature at Mendy, and then they both had a laugh about it because they're friends, and he didn't mean it maliciously or whatever, and then everyone was like, well, he's not a racist, so it's okay, because he didn't try to, he wasn't trying to be racist, and it's like, well, it's still... You can at least acknowledge it, can't you, and try and say, you know, obviously we need to educate him. I mean, to, to just sort of say, nothing to see here is weird. I mean... I know. I don't think anyone's necessarily saying he is a racist, but that no. was... A, a racist thing to do and he needs to be sort of educated you know i feel like that's such a problematic distinction too that like 
It is. You can you can say a racist thing, you can say like a xenophobic thing, and that doesn't make you a racist or you a bad person necessarily. Like there are a lot of unintentionally non malicious racist things yeah. that happen in my direction on a daily basis. Yeah, I'm sure. That I'm like, that sucks, but like I'm not gonna judge you as a horrible person because like you just kind of didn't quite understand the, the problematic area there and then like for Pep Guardiola who's supposed to be like this intelligent like mm. you know enlightened guy to come out and be like no you guys are wrong yeah and he and he also made out like the media had made it into a massive thing and I like I barely saw anything about it it's such a weird situation isn't it especially with it being in the public eye that people that sometimes when they are friends they make those inappropriate jokes or you get to a point where those kind of things are commonplace but then to anyone outside, it's a very shocking thing um, where sure. potentially you have had similar um, relationships in the past with people who are different ethnicities, uh, gender, sexuality, whatever, where you get to know and, and, and have those those jokes. But it's, especially on social media now, you have to be so careful. And it was such a, it was just bizarre. It's tone deaf, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, don't put that shit out. Like, DM him that if you want. If you're desperate to. Or, like, whatever. Like, yeah, like, if you really feel the need to make that joke, don't fucking put that in public. Like, we make fun of Ian for being old and bald and fat and looking like Phil Collins and unable to get an erection and being terrible with technology. And that's fine because none of those are protected characteristics. Right. And But that doesn't mean that we hate people who are old and bald and from the North who look like Phil Collins and don't quite understand technology and don't understand how to cook meat because they think that a grill, you know, works upside down or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, that doesn't mean we hate those people. We just crack jokes at our friend Ian. Like, it's fine. Trying to take this as a joke. Um, (laughs) Feeling personally attacked. That's a shame. It's a shame. But anyway, good for Roma. More of this shit, please. Yes, more lifetime bans, please. Less of this shit, sorry. Less of this shit to be necessary. Let's put it that way. Agreed. Shall we talk football then? Foosball! Alright, well let's go through the, let's make our way through the fixtures then. Uh, Starting off on the Saturday morning kickoff, we had Sheffield United 0, Liverpool 1, 1.2 to Sheffield on XG and 2.0 to Liverpool. So, both of them underscoring by a goal, but... A solid win for Liverpool. Did you guys catch this game? What did we think of Liverpool's performance here? They didn't... Uh, I don't know. They didn't really seem to get going for quite a while. They were giving the ball away, like, a lot from the highlights I saw. But Sheffield, again, like, their style of play, Chris Wilder, like, he didn't try and shy away or do anything. They were solid defensively. They were looking good going forward, and they came close quite a few times. Matip was making quite a lot of errors early on and then kind of came into the game more, I think. Um, especially after comments this week from like Joe Gomez saying that he wants to play more and basically <laughs> Matip should fuck off in subtext. I think there were a lot of players like that though for Liverpool because they it was it was almost like they hadn't done their homework on Sheffield United. Like they was they were really no. standing off them. Yeah. And letting them play. And I was like, you've seen that they've played six games now. Like you should know what's going to go on. They're not going to just let you play. And um, but they really did seem to stand off them, and, and it took them a long time to sort of figure out uh, get get proper sort of dominance over the game. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if I'm remembering this correctly, but it, didn't they not have any shots in the first half? 
It was certainly, yeah, it was certainly late on. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it was, so, it was late on. On the flip side of that being that, like, to their credit, that they were still able to generate 2.4 of XG and score and win the match very late on. Like, they clearly ad- adapted their game. Yeah, and they kept a clean sheet too, despite the 1.2 XG it conceded. Like, they adapted to the match that did not start off well for them at all. It didn't look good at it. They looked like they were getting at least played even, if not getting played a bit off the pitch in the first half, and then it came out to a fairly comfortable win. Eventually. Um, eventually, yeah. But, but yeah, it was a weird, weird game. Weird performance. It was. Salah and, Salah and Mane were both a bit wasteful as well in front of goal. Yeah, and they didn't do much for fantasy players either, right, Stimmers? No, I had Captain Salah and our podcast team had Captain Mane. Mm. Yeah. Who made that decision? Well, I put it on there, and then I tweeted out, and no one other than Oscar corrected me, and that's not how this works. So, Right. You didn't do a captaincy poll? I didn't, because I literally we were still doing wildcard polls about half an hour before the deadline, so I just left it. It wasn't a terrible decision. He could have scored. He was just... He could have scored. Yeah. How many points do you get for could have that scored? That is the criteria for a good captain's choice, is he could have scored? Who would you have cho- Oh, fuck off. It's- Literally every player could have scored. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, not Benteke. <laughs> Mane's expected goals must have been close to one. He should have scored. All right. He did miss a couple of sitters. Yeah. Actually, yeah. That was frustrating. And he hit the post as well. He did hit the post, yeah. yeah. We were so close to getting a... A good captaincy there. Anyway, we're not talking FPL yet. Yet. We'll get there. Um, All right, let's move on. There were a whole bunch of 10 a.m. matches. Six, which is more than usual. I didn't see any of them except for the Chelsea one because the Chelsea one was not the, like, goal rush main feed. So I wasn't about to, like, watch only highlights of it. But the first one on my rundown here is Tottenham 2, Southampton 1. Tottenham down to 10 men but still pulling out a win. And 1.2 to 1.2 on XG, so dead even, perhaps Tottenham a bit lucky to walk away with all three points there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, despite Aurier and Lloris's best efforts. Oh, God. That was just a, a highlight reel of stupid, stupid, stupidity-ness. <laughs> that was like, that. They, they should do, I mean, it should be a thing. There should be a Shacked in a Fall for football. And those things would be highlights, especially, well, I mean, the Cruyff turn, or lack of Cruyff turn, (laughs) was horrendous. But then the VAR celebration to then (laughs) get sent off because of VAR, almost like some sort of cosmic justice and technology getting revenge. Yeah. It's fair to say that Aurea's got that in him. I mean, fucking hell. What oh, yeah. And only a complete idiot would get him into any sort of fantasy team situation because he is just an absolute wrecking ball of stupid... Like, it's your job. It's literally your job. Like, and you go diving in on someone for no reason and then just pull him back when you're a yellow card or you try and do a quiff turn and miss the ball. But to go back to Aurea's, or- like, second yellow card, that ball was just going into the corner. It was not even. Yeah, it was, no wasn't reason. even necessary. And you could say it was soft, and it might have been a little bit soft, but there was still just no need to do it whatsoever. He seems very dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dumb as rock. Just, just full stop right there. Like, <laughs> uh, and I'm very dumb, as Chuck alluded to, for bringing him into my draft team. I made every possible oh, wrong decision accident. this week. 
Yeah. <laughs> I dropped Darty for Aurier. Ooh. I dropped Willian for someone else that also didn't do anything. I'm starting to forget. I'm still winning because, you know, God bless Raf. <laughs> good, good week to be playing Raf. <laughs> um, but yeah. Poor Raf's team is like 90% injured players. But um, uh, potentially Burnley of the Week for Tottenham, I'm just going to throw out there because I just checked Kaylee's numbers and he has them at 1.3 to 1.7. So one goal less for them scoring and one goal less for Southampton should have scored. So a bit of a two-goal swing in that direction. But not who I'm going to decide to award Burnley of the Week to later on. No, but, you know, being down to 10 men as well, I thought something that got highlighted as well on match of the day was Kane was fantastic. Like, yeah, he was going he was. for it again. And it was yeah, it was the Kane, well, I say it's Kane of old, but this is the Kane we were kind of talking about like three weeks ago when I remember, Oscar, you saying like he had the most high-intensity sprints and was travelling the most distance and having the shots and, and, and creating the chances again like Kane of old before his ankle injury was it yeah whatever it is both, he has both now. ankles two surgeries on the left one on the right yeah um and the the runs they were making i mean it's you know even down to 10 men you got Ericsson's son and uh and kane is yeah. still a pretty specifically on that one. kane goal was really good oh the that was fantastic that was like they were doing a three-man weave in basketball like oh. it was just the way they played it it was just like a toss the ball follow the ball textbook that was that was fantastic to watch we just watched miracle again recently the the hockey movie about the u.s team beating the russia team the disney movie right um and they do like a three-man weave drill in the movie and i'm like yes oh i just (laughs) i really love that kind of like cycling fast-paced movement it's it's very satisfying to watch so that you mentioned a three-man weave is just and two basketball references for you there this week there you go mate yeah absolutely (laughs) Um, moving along, we had the clash of the bottom of the table W teams, Wolves 2, Watford 0, RIP Watford. Ooh, yeah. Good lord. I mean, they were a little bit unlucky in this one, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. The XG had them at 0.9 to 0.9, Wolves plus the own goal. So Wolves good for their 2-0 with the 0.9 plus the own goal. Watford at 0.9, though, and not scoring. Are they still... Cause- you said last week, Oscar, that Watford, on like the expected points, etc., are meant to be what, about 12th, 13th or something like that. Yep. H- has it changed much since then? Are they still supposed to be good? No, they're still in the mid, definitively mid-table. The big thing for them, they've been horribly, horribly unlucky with their expected goals allowed. They are um, at... 15 expected goals allowed and 20 actual goals allowed. So that is a massive, massive jump. Five more goals in only seven matches, um, which I believe is the biggest difference between actual and expected for goals allowed in the league. I mean, they've brought in... Well, sorry, they've brought back Kike Sanchez-Flores to shore up the defence. But I mean, when we picked... Out of our pre-season predictions, right, one of the ones I can remember is the sack race one, like who's going to go first. And I highly doubt that anyone would have put the Watford manager and then in brackets afterwards and second will be the other Watford other manager. Watford manager. <laughs> like, if some, I think if someone put that as a prediction, we could probably just give them the win. 
Yeah, like, even if they got everything else completely wrong. Yeah, I think... To, Instant win. Because yeah. to say just the Watford manager will get fired first, you're like, well, yeah, come on. Okay. <laughs> like, that's not really saying much. Uh, but to say the second manager to get fired will also be the Watford manager, that'd be quite a bit... Uh, Wait, did he actually get fired? Did I miss that story? No, <laughs> no, no. no oh, okay. You've got to be spe- close. Just like, speculating. This is, okay. this is Watford we're talking about. Yeah, Watford yeah, yeah. that they had... Uh, when they got promoted, they had a manager for the season. They hired a new manager in the off season. They fired him before the season started. Then they got another new manager, and they had and they fired that manager in the middle of the season. So they don't fuck about. No, they no, bloody no. love a payoff. Yeah. They, although wasn't it Leeds that had seven managers in one season? Right, a few years back. I don't know, uh, did he get that far? Jesus. It could be with like caretaker managers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interim. Sunderland stuff, Sunderland had three, if not four, in a season. And that was in the Premier League. Oof, I don't remember that. That's horrible. Yeah, it was either their last year or their <laughs> second to last year. Uh, I don't miss them. Good riddance. No. Bye. Uh but yeah, at the moment, if we look at the odds to be relegated, Watford are third like tied third favourites to go down. At this point, oh blimey! I, that's right. that's worth a shout, honestly. Like no one would have had them preseason, but they're they're approaching it unrecoverable from territory, even with expected having a mid table. Like that's a big enough hole. Yeah, I mean they face they face Sheffield next. I mean they will fancy it without a doubt. Absolutely, Sheffield have been pretty good. Like we we've talked about that a few weeks now. Then Tottenham, Bournemouth, Chelsea. I mean, it's, oh my god! Yeah, I'm gonna say. Wait, you said Sheffield United, Tottenham, yeah. Bournemouth, yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. Who's after Chelsea? Norwich. That's not a good either. And then Burnley. Okay, I'm going to say Flores gets fired after the Norwich match. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine? I'm going to say they take four points out of that whole run. Yeah, and then they get Walter Mazzari back. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Steve Bruce after Newcastle have fired him. Oh God! Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, got to be on his way. We'll get here. to. We'll, I think we'll get to Steve Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> After today. Good lord. Nope. <laughs> um. All right. Well, we had uh, we had Villa Burnley and we had Bournemouth West Ham, but I don't think anybody actually wants to talk about those two two draws. Oh fuck it! I don't want to talk about Villa and Burnley. Something happened with VAR. Villa have had a lot of goals disallowed on VAR or just wrongly disallowed, like the one against Palace. <laughs> and I'm surprised if their supporters uh, haven't fired themselves uh, by the end of the season. <laughs> You're just predicting large-scale firings everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sackings, left, right, centre. Uh, well, speaking of Palace, Palace did put a 2-0 up against Norwich. 1.8 on XG to Palace, an actual two-goal performance at home, Chuck. Wow. <laughs> against Norwich. Norwich were pretty good, too. Like, Does that make us the Burnley of the week? It um, does not, No. <laughs> Because you're performing your numbers, so that's the no, opposite of no. Burnley. But that, we're not performing our numbers. That's overperforming yeah. what we what we do. <laughs> like we've scored, we've scored six goals this year. Yeah, and mm. we've got eleven points. Was it a good match? Uh, there's nothing to write home about. Okay, like whatsoever. It was Norwich. Ever since that, it's kind of like a. After the Lord Mayor's show a bit, I think, with Norwich, like, they had that fantastic result against City, and then, did they draw or lose to Burnley last week? They lost, didn't they? They lost. lost it very much nil. seems like there's away Norwich and home Norwich at the minute. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, away Norwich is bad. People are yes. saying Pookie on the bench when they're away now, which I think is dangerous. But it, it is dangerous. But I don't. I don't. It, they do seem to set up slightly differently when they're at home. They seem to be more direct and. Yeah, I've a, it does seem like two different teams, really. I think uh, if Palace hadn't won, you'd have been disappointed. Yeah, Chuck, you'll appreciate this, actually, speaking of, like, nothing to write home about. You know how Kaylee Graphics, when he puts the XG map, has, like, a one-sentence summary of it? Being like, yeah, usually, like, that's a paddling. Or, <laughs> you know, weird performance from Liverpool at home, blah, 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 whatever. For Palace Norwich, literally no caption. Just the map. <laughs> Just the map, and then the next tweet. <laughs> Yeah, so. that's about right. It, it really wasn't monumental <laughs> other than the fact we finally got a Milivojevic penalty and uh, Andros Townsend got a goal, which is always nice. But I just think it's crazy. Another clean sheet. I think we've got the most clean sheets in the league now. I think Maybe. I haven't looked at it because we've, I mean, we've, so we played, there's seven games played. We've conceded seven goals and four of those were in one game against Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, so... so- Maths. If you take if you take out that Tottenham game, obviously I know you can tweak stats and whatever in this way, but then we've conceded three goals this season, effectively in six matches, which is the best defense that there is. Starts getting good. Mental, innit? We just need to score goals. <laughs> I've said it before. We're just going to get absolutely rinsed for a striker in January, and rinsed specifically by Chelsea. Chelsea two, Brighton zero. Chelsea, 3.2 plus a penalty on XG to Brighton 0.7. That is by far our best performance this season. And at home, uh, which was nice. The reverse Burnley of the week. Absolutely yeah. the anti-Burnley of the week, yeah. <laughs> Underperforming, wasteful by Chelsea. By over two goals, yeah. That was Tammy too. Tammy did waste a few chances. Oh, what a fucking c- there's <laughs> a captain in my fantasy team. I was so, so it's your fault. Okay, thanks. That's your fault then. <laughs> yeah, Chuck broke Tammy. No, I've been. I'm like I'm beating you this week, Oscar. Yeah, I'm not having a. I've been in a definitive tailspin ever since I decided to take my first points hit of the season. I've then taken a points hit every week in the last three weeks and done worse than both of you guys in the last three weeks. But I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to talk about Chelsea because we do good. First of all, Frank rotated midweek for the Carabao Cup, uh, which was good because I had been saying I didn't want him just running the same guys out all the, all the time. The boys looked fresh on the weekend. We got a win at home. We got a clean sheet. And the best thing for me is that Callum is back. Mr. Hudson Otori. Finally. Yeah, good times. Um, there's a bit of like a brouhaha on Chelsea Twitters over uh, Pulisic and his minutes and his lack of minutes more notably. Yeah, what the fuck's going on? I don't know. Maybe it must be something going on behind the scenes in training. I don't know. He, Frank said he's taking time to adjust to the country and the league. Hmm. Unclear. Um, Willian has been playing pretty well, though. And uh, he seems to have a real affinity from Pedro, I think, just because they're basically the same age. So I don't know what that... The only ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, it's a good times. Good times continue at Chelsea. I'm, I'm happy. It was a good performance. We dominated from beginning to end. I mean, you don't get... 3.3 or whatever it is on XG from... That, that's not a fluke. That was a solid win. Yeah. Brighton had to sort of resort to fouling quite a lot to try and mm-hmm. break up play. And yeah. Yeah, I think it was pretty dominant, wasn't it? And Callum coming on at the end. And Callum having the ridiculous Carabao Cup game. Yeah, who is it you played? Uh... I Grimsby. 
Grimsy, which sounds like a rejected McDonald's character. <laughs> <laughs> it was where that guy was from who said about um, British fish for British people. Or <laughs> oh, yes, it was. Yeah, Maybe was that was Grimsby. it. <laughs> but yeah, good times at the bridge. Not much comment other than it's nice to get a clean sheet. Nice to get a win at home. I mean, 2-0, 3 point what? XG? 3.3 plus a pen. Plus a so 3.3 plus a pen. Understat has it at 4.3. Matt Ryan made eight saves in that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. And from the anti-Burnley of the week, we move on to the Burnley of the week. Burnley of the week. Believe it or not, the Burnley of the week this week is Manchester City. Bullshit. Not for overperforming <laughs> their numbers. They did generate 3.1 on XG and score three, but they conceded 2.4 to Everton. Once again, their defense looking very suspect. So Everton won, Manchester City three. A solid win on the scoreline, but 3.1 to 2.4 on XG. That is quite the overperformance defensively from Manchester City there. This was a fun match to watch. No. Uh, brother. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you, do you mean yes? I meant yes. I meant the other one. A lot of medicine going a through his system. A lot of medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were aggressively agreeing with me, is that? Is I that was right? aggressively agreeing with you, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Exactly. Um... Yeah, Evans seemed to be really sort of pressing high up the field. They uh, they didn't want to let... Well, they tried not to let Man City out possession, you know, just possession them out of the game. I mean, ultimately, that is what happened towards the end. But they had a go. That's what Marco Silva does against all, like, the big teams because he thinks... Is it? Like, his teams are great. I'm sure it just just sticks in my head that there's so many times that he thinks he's got such a good team and he can go toe-to-toe. Right. And I've said this for years. Like, how can anyone say he's a good manager? There is literally <laughs> no empirical evidence to show that he is a good manager. He went to Hull. He got relegated. He went to Watford. They were shit. He got fired. He's at Everton. He's just had 150 million quid spent on the squad. And... They've lost four out of the last five games. I mean, we've all been fired from Watford, so don't slack him off. But. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, Everton are no good. Everton and Watford, like, both of those managers should be worried. Like, that's... Unless they get a serious upturn soon. Like, they're just not getting out of that funk. And it's weird, because they did have, like, other chances, and it was just really bad decisions. Like, there was that absolutely fantastic Iwobi pass that just lofted the City defence and Sigurdsson had them done. Like he ran in behind one-on-one and it looks like he was about to jump to head the ball and then just second-guessed himself and kind of chickened out of it because all he had to do, like he didn't even really need to connect with the header that well at that point. He just had to lob Edison because Edison was rushing out to get it. And instead he pulls his head back and then I don't even know what he tries to do. He tries to like control it, but sticks his leg out and then just loses it straight away. It was Calvert Calvert Lewin had a weird one with Edison as well where I think if he'd had just dinked, if he'd had just lifted it over him mm. and instead he sort of tried to pull it across and, and then Edison saved it in the end. But I think he tried to lift it but didn't quite get enough and Edison lifted his leg to cover. Yeah, like he and knew managed to get it. To kind of get get the right height. Felt like he should have done better with yeah. that though. And and he'd already like robbed that goal off Coleman, so yeah. What's the XG on that? Point nine nine. I mean, uh, it is one of the biggest dots I've ever seen on the yeah. XG map. It's <laughs> because he was heading it when it was halfway over the line. Yeah, yeah. So to be fair, you say Everton performed like that's that's one off. So they actually got one point three XG. 
Well, you got you can still count it, but it's just it's just sort of you can't count that. That is absolutely robbed. Like, yeah, the ball was curving a bit, but that looked like it was going to hit like the inside of the post. Yeah, and it go feels like the XG in. should be counted from where Seamus Coleman hit it, <laughs> like rather yeah. than yeah. Even discounting that a certain amount, which like no actual shots are ever anywhere approaching one, um, because crazy shit happens. But like even with that, this is not like are we still not worried about Man City because they won three one or like that. Their defense? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's the same. Yeah, I think I think nothing nothing's really changed. Like they they scored enough goals to get them out of trouble, and and I think Everton were wasteful enough to get them out of trouble. But I think there's still question marks. There's question marks over Liverpool's defense. So no one mm. seems super solid other than Palace at the minute. Yeah, so there you go, the boys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've conceded the same number of goals as Man City, and we've scored nowhere near as many. <laughs> um, they now sorry, hold yeah, another... so how many how many have you scored in the season? Me personally. No. Um, uh... still more than Palace. Uh, <laughs> we have scored six goals. Okay, so Man City did more so in one three game. Three quarters, yeah, so we've done a three quarters of a Watford. Um, Man City now another record. They hold the record for the most goals uh, after seven games, um, which is twenty seven. <laughs> Um, so so averaging just shy of four goals a game and I believe that's a record that they said has stood it was 1800 and something uh, and funnily enough it was Everton I believe that held the record before Brilliant. so against Everton they now become the highest scoring team after seven goals yep. And it's 27 scored and 24 on XG so they're actually like Jesus, they're actually... genuinely performing yeah. that yeah um, the second best XG team so far this season has been Chelsea on fifteen point one, mm-hmm. because they because they know they can't defend. Like, yeah, exactly. Chelsea have scored fourteen and conceded thirteen. Right. Yeah. So we've generated fifteen point one, and Liverpool are thirteen point seven. Those are the second and third best teams, and fucking City are at twenty four. <laughs> like, yep. Uh Um. Speaking of scoring a lot of goals, the last match that has happened so far because we are recording. Before United Arsenal, we should note, um, mm-hmm. is Leicester 5, Newcastle 0. And the XG <laughs> is even more embarrassing. Newcastle 0.05. How if I Oh my god. That's. Jeez. A 5 dick is an king. overperformance from Leicester. It was 1.9. So, like, that's quite a few more goals. <laughs> But, like, 0.05, man, fuck you, yeah. you deserve to lose. Uh, I mean, they were down to 10 men and brought on Andy Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> to Leicester. I mean, Leicester have been good this, this season Leicester so have far. been very good this season. Like, really good. They're up in third for a reason. Like, they've yeah. just been consistent and they've, you know, they've had some shakiness defensively, and like we said about Rodgers, but... You know, teams like Tottenham, Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea, you know, if they... Like Leicester could be taking their spots if they don't sort their shit out soon, you know, and stop and stop doing fucking Captain Raffles. <laughs> Captain Raffles. <laughs> Captain Raffles. They should have Captain Raffles. Oh fuck. Um, yeah, it's been at least on the expected numbers so far. It's been obviously the top two, and then United and Chelsea have pulled away a bit from the rest of the trailing pack. So like a a, a second. Set of two, and then below that, it's Leicester, Tottenham, and Southampton, weirdly, which is just kind of goes to show um, early season effects. But like Leicester have been dead even with Tottenham and significantly better than Arsenal. 
but we'll probably talk more about that next week. Uh, we are going to be a little bit late on the podcast next week because I'm going to be at New York Comic Con. Um, but with the international break coming up, we did want to like stop and really take stock of the league table. So we won't go into too many details, but it is worth noting that like Leicester are genuinely up there ahead mm-hmm. of the North London teams. Yeah, and New- Newcastle are odds-on favourites to be relegated. And rightly so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so obviously that wraps up fixtures because, well, originally Oscar wanted to record tomorrow just so we could talk about Man United Arsenal. Um, but both those teams are shit and irrelevant, so... <laughs> Chuck just insta-vetoed that. Yeah, insta-nope. Um, just refuses to talk about Man United this year. Man United are going to come in third places and Chuck is going to be like, nah, they're shit. We're not talking about them. Yeah, I said the same that year they came second under Mourinho. But they were shit that year as well. They're awful. Jesse Lingard's their only striker. Yeah. We'll see how that goes tomorrow, because if there's one team they might be able to score on with Jesse Lingard as a striker, (laughs) it is Arsenal's defense. Could be a goal fest. It's the opposite of an unstoppable force and an immovable object. It's like a very stoppable force. And Versus a, a flaccid object. Per, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <coughs> the flaccid object versus the lukewarm jelly. <laughs> and on that note, we'll uh, we'll take a quick break. I'll take more cold medicine, and we'll come back. We have some listener stuff this week, so that's exciting. So come back. Okay, welcome back to Miles Offside Podcast. We've spoken about the football. Now it's time for absolute bullshit. Yeah. First, it's the predicted league, the league of predictions. I don't know. I'm not very inspired. (laughs) Um, Lyrics, brain. I don't know. I feel like by proxy, by speaking via Skype, I'm getting like a virus from Oscar. And it's (laughs) it's just bringing me down a bit. Um, But I'm second. You're second. I am second. Yes, that's right. In this topsy-turvy world of... I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you right now. Um, So is this one of those weeks where it counts because you're doing well? uh, (laughs) Correct. Thank you, Oscar, for (laughs) understanding the way it works. Hence why, Ian, you told me earlier that you tried to look at it the other day and you couldn't because you didn't have editing privileges. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) And I'm just wondering if that's one of those things I deliberately set up because I'm like, no. I I seem to be view only. Yes, and this way I can do whatever I want with it. Um, But no, genuinely, I am second. Uh, Me and Sam Danby and Dave Matteo are all in joint second. Tight. And yeah, and so Oscar, you and Emily and Joe Bloom are tied in fifth. Okay. Uh, Momo FPL is top, but there's four points between all of us. And Ian... 14th. 14th on 80 points. Uh, Oscar, you're on 70. I'm on 68. Finley's on 76. Mm. Looks like there's some serious beef going to be happening in the Stimson household. And propping up the table are Carmen and Jack Saunders on 86. So for any listeners who don't know, this is a league. This is a game we started where you predict the 1 to 20 Premier League uh, places and then you get you don't want points, basically. You get points, based points 
on how far away you were from the predictions. I mean, I need to look at mine and see who I should be rooting for now. This is it's getting bad. Yeah, now. we had that last year where your son was like Rain Man and could remember like Yeah, he would be watching yeah, we'd be watching a game and then a goal would go in and he'd be going, Oh no, this is bad for my predictor league and I'm like he he was genuinely motivated by beating Oscar. Really was. <laughs> it's bizarre, he's never even met you. <laughs> yeah. Seriously motivated. But anyway. I understand why that scans. I mean, ultimately, Ian, neither you nor I should be rooting for Sheffield United. Yes, um, that's the thing. I think I, I fucked up with them. I, I did not think they'd perform as well as they have been. I really didn't. There's been one team every year because there's... Oh, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that have Sheffield in like 20th right, or in enough. the relegation zone for sure. And that was Wolves for a lot of people last year, specifically yes. Oscar. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> Just an instant like 15 points or yep. whatever it was. And Man United too. I think I had Man United like pretty high up. Yeah, we've all got Everton way too high. Apart from Oscar, ostensibly at the minute, it almost looks like Oscar will win out of the three of us. But I started that off by being really excited about being in second, and now I'm depressed. So, yeah, listener stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, Sam Danby uh, wants to thank you for your food recommendations, basically, Oscar. Oh, you're welcome, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Chuck's just getting in there saying you're welcome, yeah. Um, and uh, he wants to know why, why has no one in New York heard of smack and cheese? I mean, anyone who's ever met me has heard of Smack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, before we even did that episode, you'd you'd mentioned it to me a few times. (laughs) I think before we ever even like recorded the first episode of this podcast, I had mentioned it. Right? I took Chuck. I took you there before we were. That was before. Yeah, that was the summer before we started. Yeah, they should be paying your commission on this basis. Absolutely, they should be. (laughs) We'll get in touch. We'll at Sarita or something. I don't know. Maybe they can (laughs) post me some. Mac and cheese. Yeah. I'll you take can it. you can get it actually delivered internationally. I'm not even kidding. They send what? it over frozen, and then you can cook it at home in your own oven. It tells you what temperature and how long to cook it for. Why are you only telling us this now? Okay, sorry guys, I'm busy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely doing that. I'm sure it's nine hundred dollars, but uh, yeah, so Rita's mac and cheese. <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> if I try to send stuff to Peterborough, it accidentally ends up in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> like, Young Finley's comic book, so which I followed up on that, and their answer was shrug. So I guess we just hope it gets there eventually. Just a shrug emoji. That's what the U.S. Postal Service said. Exactly. No, they said we can't provide international shipping once it's past customs somewhere else. So the last they know is it was in Australia. Why is it going? Why is it going via Australia? I have no idea. Okay, right. So basically, Dave, can you just go to the post yeah. office and find this comic book, please? Yeah, Australia's not big. There's one post office. Just go there, and yeah. if you could get this comic for my son, that'd be great. Fucking what? What is it doing in Australia? Anyway, less of that. Sam Danby also asks, "What's the point of one Premier League game on a Sunday? To watch Newcastle get embarrassed." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Leicester did their best to make a spectacle of it. But... Yeah, yeah. I suppose at least, like, if it had been like a nil-nil, that would have just been the biggest wet fart in the world. Yeah, but who who scheduled that? I mean, God, one one game on the Sunday. I bet Sky were delighted when they saw Leicester Newcastle. Fucking hell. Yeah, why would why would they only do one? It, it, I don't know. It seems like maybe because they just didn't want to put any of the others on telly. <laughs> well, yeah, we we did say when we went through the fixtures, we did say I think they did well getting. Um, Everton Man City on Teddy because that was one of the only decent matches to watch I think but yeah they should never do that again terrible um, 
And he also asks, what's your favourite day of the week and why? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> See, the obvious answer is like Friday. Oh, Friday, Friday. But like, fuck you. Yeah, like that's, you know. <laughs> Immediately revolts against the obvious answer. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I want to say like Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah, it's like it's like really nicely symmetrical. Like in the it's a, it's a day that starts with W, which is a symmetrical letter, and it's the middle right. of the week. Plus, mm-hmm. I have a my best friend's name is Mike, and I don't know if you guys get the same Geico commercials over there, but over here there was a commercial uh, where a camel just walked around saying, "Do you guys know what day it is? Do you know what day it is? Hump day." Because in America, Wednesday we call hump day because it's like. You know, you get over the hump and now you're almost at the weekend. And he was just like, Mike, 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 Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Do you know what day it is? Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. Hump day. So I just like call him and leave him a voicemail fairly often on Wednesdays. So I just get really excited for Wednesday because I can just like annoy the shit out of my best friend. Chuck, where do we get some of this medicine? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we get this posted with the, the smack, please? Yeah. Maybe it is smack. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> Okay. Okay, okay yeah. Mike, 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 Mike. Chuck, you got a favourite day of the week? Um, well, I guess when, Wednesday is actually, yeah, kind of mine. I mean, because that's like my day off. So. Oh, is that uh, daddy-daughter day? <laughs> that's daddy-daughter day. We get to go do things. Uh, we go Sometimes we go swimming. Um, sometimes we go to the park. Uh, a lot of the times we just sit at home in our pants and uh, watch football and eat ice cream. Nice. Because, um, I don't know, it used to be Sunday because Sunday is just a great day because no one should have to do anything. Like, everything should be shut. You should just have to stay indoors. If you haven't bought food, like, tough. Um, <laughs> starve. Never mind. Uh, nothing. Shouldn't be nothing. Not even one Premier League game. Just <laughs> fuck it all off. They turn all everything off, all the outside world stuff, and you just do nothing. And that should be what Sundays are about. Just to recharge you and just to appreciate the things that we have in life. Um, but now I work in a pub and Sunday roast, in it? So it's like, well, busy and I never get Sundays off, so yeah. fuck them. But we record on a Sunday, so, you know. That's perked Sunday up a bit for me, the Sunday record, to be honest, because Sunday... Because the Sunday roast is getting you down. Oh, this Sunday roast got me down, fucking hell. But... um. Yeah, sort of certainly towards the end of Sunday, you're like, oh, shit, I've got an iron school uniform, sort out PE kit, all that sort of shit. It's just getting ready for the fucking week again. Uh, right. Our Australian, Dave Matteo, he's got a question. Uh, you can only have one crisp flavour for the rest of your life. What do you pick? Can it be any kind of crisp in well, that Well, this is flavor? the thing, because in I don't know what it's like... Um, in the States, but in this country, you have like three basic flavors of crisps, ready salted, cheese and onion, salt and vinegar. Now, obviously there's others, but those are your three basic that every brand pretty much does. Is crisp like specifically like potato chips? Specifically. Yeah, basically. Okay. Like I couldn't say like a Doritos. That would be like a chip. Oh, no, that counts. Yeah, that counts. counts. That's fine. That counts as a crisp. Does it? Doritos. Yeah. Okay. Because here potato chips and like other chips are kind of thought of as like two different things. Like, if someone said, what's your favourite chips, I would say Doritos. But if someone said, what's your favourite potato chip flavour, that would be, like, a different question. Yeah, we don't really specify that much, to be honest. It's just crisps are crisps. That's Doritos, normal potato chips, whatever. Red Doritos all day. Red Doritos aren't the same. 
Cheese, natural cheese flavor. Red oh. dope, yeah. See over here, that's like chili, chili heat wave, isn't it? Yeah, and they are banging. Yeah, they I love good. them. Yeah. Although for potato chips, I would say sour cream and onion. Sour cream and onion's quite good. That's like my go-to when I'm in like a like if I get Pringles, I'm getting sour cream and onion Pringles. Yeah, they're good. Ah, uh, right. See, I like more acidic flavors. So I do like salt and vinegar. I do like prawn cocktail. Prawn cocktail. Prawn cocktail. <laughs> there you go. Um, that's what Oscar's on at the minute. Um, chili heat wave. They're good. I think probably the flavor of crisps that I've gone most crazy about and the specific brand is Ruffles sour cream and cheddar. Oh, those are good. Those are good. They're like crinkle... Ian, they're like crinkle crisps. Okay. Uh, massive, obviously the American one. So massive bag, not a multi pack, just a massive just bag. Just a huge bag. <laughs> uh, and like you know how sometimes you get you get cheddar, like cheese crisps. Sometimes you get sour cream. You combine the two. Mm. <sighs> Do you guys have Munchies cheese fix over there? It's like a pre-made mix. It's my favorite snack, but it, I wouldn't think it would be fair to call it like. It's a mix. So far, all you've said is it's a mix. Like, yeah. So you mean as in a mix of snacks? No. So you get it in one bag, and it is it's like its own brand. It's like Munchies Cheese Fix is the name of the the bag, and inside it has classic uh, cheese Dorito flavor. It has Cheetos. It has oh, pretzels, yeah, and mean. it has like Sun Chips, and it, they're all mixed up together in the same bag. They're so all like, like that- a cheese. They're all cheese flavors. No, no, no. It's like regular pretzel, like oh, okay. little little mini pretzels. Sun chips, which I don't even know what flavor sun chips are, honestly. Uh, Just like salty grain. And then Cheetos and red Doritos. And you get every handful is different. Depends on what you grab. Uh, yeah, they did that for a little while here. I don't know if you're still doing them, but they did like mix-ups where it was like different. Yeah, vaguely. It was like that. Monster Munch and French Fries and Watsits and Doritos <laughs> And the flavors kind of complemented each other. A yeah, bit. exactly. Right. It's like if you just took four bags of chips and then just poured them into the same bowl. Uh huh. It's part of yeah. Games. Which in some ways is good, but in other ways, because sometimes yeah, I, don't, in... I don't like the surprise element. Well, it's not. You don't have to do it blindfold. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. You can look at the crisp. I can um, look at them. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes the texture is. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna go. Uh, I don't want to choose. What about the... Spicy. Uh, what? Just spicy flavour. Just spicy, spicy anything. I like the McCoy's uh, spicy meat ones. They do like a... I don't know. It's like a Thai chicken or something. It's really good. Oh, uh, that was a good flavour. Yeah. I'm suspicious of that. I don't know what that is, but it sounds gross. No, it's like a chilli... It's like a chilli chicken. Like a chilli chicken flavour, but it's salty and yeah yeah it's like thai sweet chicken or something I don't know. yeah something like that yeah and then they started doing some doritos that were like made of rice and stuff and they're like fusion ones that they're really good flavors but obviously okay. oscar you're putting faces because you don't like everything i ever hear about asian like... food no i love asian food don't like I mean, indian food indian food right where's india east asian food <laughs> sorry here, we weirdly classify Indian food as a separate thing from Asian food. Like, Asian food would mean, like, Chinese, Thai, Japanese. Right, yeah. So, like, East Asia or Southeast Asia also, I guess. But Indian food, because it's a completely different flavor profile, too. Like, I've always wanted, I've never found, but I wish this existed, a spicy teriyaki chip. I would eat the shit out of that. I mean, teriyaki's just syrup, really, isn't it? It's well, no, it's a syrup. flavor, though. Like... 
Like, you can have teriyaki-flavored things that aren't, like, covered in sauce. It always just seems like a sort of sugary soy thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's ginger, uh, wine, soy sauce. Yeah. And then, like, you boil Vinegar. it up together. Yeah. And, yeah, that's about it. Ian, do you remember that when they did Monster Munch? They have Monster Munch in the States, right? It's slightly different. I don't know. I've never heard of it, but it might be here. It's a, it's a big fucking country, so I'm sure that it's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Big fucking country. They did, obviously, we can move on to like a weird flavour. At one point, they did vanilla ice cream flavour. Oh, no. Do you remember that? Oh, no. No, I don't remember that. But that sounds awful. That sounds like a hate crime. I don't approve. It was an absolute mindfuck. I was about 13. Especially when, like, the, the well-known flavour of Monster Munch is, is, is pickled onion, is it not? Pickled onion, roast oh, beef. Yeah. Ugh. Pickled onion, roast beef, flaming hot. At one point, there was a spaghetti something. Uh, was that like a tomatoey sort of yeah. thing? Oof, no. I, I worry for your country. Your <laughs> your chip flavours are fucking glass, people, people in glass houses, dude. Um, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, they did, they did a limited edition vanilla ice cream flavour that ostensibly isn't that bad because... Well, no, it is bad, sorry. On the surface, that's ridiculous. But <laughs> you taste it and you're like... Yeah, okay, it does taste of vanilla ice cream, and obviously vanilla ice cream is nice, right? But then you realise it's crunchy maize maize snack, and it was just, yeah, absolute mindfuck. Even 13-year-old me couldn't get on board. I'm pretty boring when it comes to, like, chips and snacks, though. I just like, like, your classic, you know, salt, sour cream and cheddar, sour cream and onion, cheesy flavour. Did you guys have, have we talked about 3D Doritos? Mm. I feel like it's come up on the pod before. No, or in person. I don't remember. We had, for a while there in the 90s, when everything was, like, super extreme, we had these Doritos that were, like, almost, like, ravioli-shaped. Yeah. And they were hollow on the inside, and then they would inject them with the Cheeto dust. Like, the cheese dust. And so when you bit into it, it would, like... It was, like, not a gusher. Like, there was, like... You guys have gushers over there, also? No, No? that means something else. (laughs) (laughs) It means the same thing there, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, We have a candy that's, like, fruit gushers, where you just, like... It's a chewy fruit candy, but then there's, like, little syrup inside. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It was like that, but for cheese dust. And it was... Even I was like, this is too much. Um... So they stopped making those. But 3D Doritos were, like, aggressively dusty. Because you would bite into it and, like, a cloud of, like, cheese dust would, like, attack the back of your throat. What about uh, uh, Frazzles, Chuck? I mean, that feels like a... I feel like you're making up half of these names. No, Frazzles Frazzles are like a, they're like a streaky bacon, uh, really cheap, like, mm. crisp. Frazzles, uh, a... Frazzles, they come in, like, really small bags. They're yeah. the ones that are usually... Well, I don't know anymore what anything costs. No, um, but they'd be like when you were young. That would be like a, when you go past a shop, you could get those for like ten p. So yeah. you'd buy like five bags of them, and they're like crinkly. They're shaped like street. They they're rectangular. They have like red lines on, like it's uh, streaky bacon, and they're they're bacon flavored. Oh, but they're not made of bacon. No, no, no. no, no, no okay, no. I was picturing it's like bacon flavor. You guys love some meat flavored chips, and it's fucking weird. That's not a thing over here. It's true, actually. There is a lot of... And if it's not meat-flavoured, it's, like, flavoured like the seasoning or whatever that comes with yeah. it. Yeah. And when Finley was young, the first crisps, like, kids eat are, like, these uh, pom bears things, yeah, which are just salty bear shapes. I mean, I ate the fuck out of them. Like, he I've, never got, I've got near I've got back them. downstairs now. Lovely old job. 
And they're shaped like they're shaped like little teddy bears, Oscar. Oh, they're delicious. We have gummy bears, but they're sweet. No, no. See, these are these are like really nice crisps, and you eat the feet first, um, and then you eat the arms, <laughs> and then the ears, and then the body, and then just the head. I would eat the head first for sure. Put them out of its no, misery because you want the bear to suffer. Yeah, <laughs> very different approaches right there. I feel like this is where we differ the most is in snacks. Like, everywhere else, like, I vaguely understand where you guys are coming. Like, that's kind of different, but okay, fine. British people, American people. And then you guys tell me about your fucking snacks, mm. whether it's candy bars or chips or crisps or... And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with your country? All of this sounds fucking horrific. As a base of what we do, I think that's that. there's a lot of truth in that, that they do come from very different. Because I remember when I was a kid and going to America, there were all these different, everything was so different. And yeah. now the difference is, though, is that we get a hell of a lot more things over from America than probably mm. America does. Yeah, I don't think it goes the other way. Like yeah, no. Percentage-wise, there's no chance it's the same. So yeah, we get to now like see those kind of things mm. and... Uh, yeah, have more Ooh, I bet Oscar's never had a scampi fry. Ooh. Oh, love a scampi <laughs> fry. <laughs> Stop making seafood flavor snacks. Oh, a little bit of fish dust on your hands. That's, oh, that's lovely. Oh. That's what everyone wants. Fingers stink for weeks. Yeah, all the ladies like that. Love ladies, love stinky <laughs> thing. <laughs> We're bordering on Gushers territory now. <laughs> Uh, oh, I think we've lost. We've track. lost track for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was the actions that you did. I didn't require that. Have <laughs> oh. we got more questions? <laughs> uh. I never thought after sixty-two episodes we'd get to stinky fingers. <laughs> Come on, I was. It was a. Very innocent question <laughs> no, about whether you enjoy the scampi fries. You knew what you were doing with scampi fries. <laughs> scampi knickknacks. <sighs> Love a scampi fry. Um, <laughs> oh, he's nearly no, gone. No, I got it. I yeah, saved he swallowed. it. Um, <laughs> of course I did. Yeah, right. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> oh, it's taking a turn. Um, Adam P. Uh, this is oh, this is weird. Um, you have to replace all your taps so they no, no longer produce water. What liquid do you choose to replace it with? Bear in mind, you have to drink, shower, and wash dishes with whatever liquid you choose. Wow. That is... That's next level, isn't it? That's a hell of a question, yeah. So you don't want something that's... I feel like the the really like deciding factor here is the shower, right? Because you don't want to be sticky. That's the thing. Yeah. It takes out a lot of... And you, you don't want options. anything that'll like burn your eyes. Sparkling water. Yeah, does that count? I feel like that's just water. It's just with bubbles in it. Nah, it's different. <laughs> for, Don't ask me how it's different. <laughs> but for the purposes of this question, it's different. Yeah. Or do you just fucking lean into it and you're like, all right, I guess I'm just the sticky person. I'm like the soda guy now. I'm just sticky guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Anything you're going to drink is going to have some sort of Especially sugar. in America, it'll have sugar yeah. in it. It's all just corn syrup with different food coloring. And he said, this is like everything. It's all that comes out of your taps. Yeah. I don't care about brushing my teeth and cooking. That's fine. It's the showering. What? So you could hang on, hang on. So you don't care about cooking. So let's say you replaced your water with Pepsi. You would just make pasta in Pepsi. 
I would just learn to live with like Pepsi flavored everything. Fine. I feel like I could get over that. Plus, I don't. You don't have to cook with like. I guess. How much do we have to like stick to the spirit of his question versus what he actually said? Because I could just go out and buy bottled water and then shower with that. Yeah, I got no answer for this. This is a weird fucking question. Right. So let's think about it. So what do you, what do you do with your taps? So you get up in the morning and you go, oh, what about flushing your toilet? That's fine. I mean, nothing... Are you flushing the toilet with the same thing? Yeah, sure. So all your water's just changed. All the water. So you've got to do something that could be like quite nice smelling as well, because then, you know... I feel like you don't want anything too fizzy. It's got to be like a juice. Why? Because then every time you flush the toilet, it'll just... Exactly. Yeah. You don't want your poop coming back out onto the kitchen floor or the bathroom floor. Oh, yeah. That'd be disastrous. What's it a kitchen floor? Where the fuck are you shitting? (laughs) (laughs) That's your first problem. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, am I doing it wrong? (laughs) Oh, the the next people who move into your apartment after you are going to be... Oh, they're going to be in trouble. Luckily in America, they've got trash disposal systems in the sinks. I don't like this question. I just don't like this. Adam, you suck. <laughs> you fucking dick. Yeah. Yeah. This one's on you, Adam. What, what the fuck would you choose? Yeah. Is there even an answer to this? I don't think there's an answer. There's to no this. answer to this. I'm going to say soy sauce. Why not? No. God. Oh, imagine showering in that. I would just shower at the gym from now on. Being far too practical about this. <laughs> no, what do you mean being practical about this? I will go somewhere else to have a shower. Or shower in fucking soy sauce? That's the only other option. No, you chose soy sauce. You just said that. You just said that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, taps producing wine, shower at the gym. Lovely. Yeah, just get drunk and no. You can cook with a lot of things with wine, too. You make like a wine reduction on anything. Ian can, yeah. Yeah. If he remembers to turn the right bit of his arm. Yeah, Ian, obviously, Ian is like heavy cream. Duh. (laughs) Oh, shit. No, don't do double cream. Oh, milk. Milk. You can shower with milk. It doesn't leave you sticky. No, you can't. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, it no, does. I feel like you and might be onto something. You, no, people not. do milk because, baths and shit. Yeah. That's literally Peter a thing. Patrick used to bath in milk. All right, and if you don't dry yourself off properly, what happens is, is that milk dries in places, the friction happens, and you just end up with curdled milk all over your fucking body and in your armpits. Now I'm making my own cheese. There you go. <laughs> Win-win. Literal from under cheese. Oh, Yeah, milk. I'm going milk. You're fucking... What's your fucking answer that's better than milk? How is it with brushing your teeth? No. It's a base basic substance, so it'll like neutralize the acids on right. your teeth. Calcium. Yeah, it's good for you. Cow's milk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not human no, milk. milk. <laughs> other kinds of milk are... Ev- oh, you, you say that as if there are no other kinds of milk. It's camel's it milk. Just... He said earlier about Mike, maybe he wants that camel's milk. Oh, I thought you were going like human milk. I was like, that's... Breast no. milk. <sighs> Yeah, and all your taps become boobs. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. All right, I'm in. You you need to go like... There we go. All right, we got there between the two of us. I got milk, you got boobs. Yeah, with no help from you, Adam. (laughs) Or Ian. I guess he was the inspiration with the heavy cream. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, there we go. The gout helped. All right, we got there. Took 20 minutes, but we got there. Oh, uh, my, my wife did have a question. She didn't write it in. She just told me to ask it. Okay. I forget how she phrased it exactly, but the idea was like... Is it, why doesn't Oscar talk to me anymore? (laughs) No, we pay a therapist for that. Um, (laughs) Kidding, our marriage is in great shape. Great shape. Oh, it was Mm. until you said that sentence there. Now we're all questioning it. Um, What movie 
have you seen the most times that you don't actually care about or would defend to anyone who was like, why have you seen that 40 times? So, like, okay, so for example, like, I've seen Star Wars a million times, but, like, I love Star Wars. I defend Star Wars. I think Star Wars is great. But there are plenty of movies that I've seen, like, seven times, ten times, that I'm just like, I don't actually care about this movie. So it's not a guilty pleasure particularly either. I presume it doesn't count like kids' films that I've been forced to see 30, 40 times yes, as he was growing up. Yes, that you've chosen to see. Okay, good. Because I've seen Cars way too many times. I love Cars. Cars is, yeah, cars is I fine, love cars. but it's, it's not a great kids' film. What you need to remember, Oscar, is that when you watch films with kids, is you don't really sit down and watch a whole film. It's just that film keeps them quiet for 20 minutes. And so you just watch the first 20 minutes over and over <laughs> and over and over again. Sort of like one Christmas where we put on Frozen to keep my niece quiet. And I think she was about three, two or three at the time. And she lost interest after about 15 minutes. And then after about another 45 we realised my niece wasn't watching it and it was just me, my dad and my brother-in-law had been sitting watching Frozen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Three <Yeah>. grown men. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Madagascar 2 a bunch of times for that exact reason with my nephews. Where we just put it on and then they fuck off after five minutes. They're running around, like, hitting each other with, you know, lightsabers or whatever. And then the adults are sitting there being like, Madagascar 2 again, huh? All right. Have you ever seen Cars 2? I've seen all of the Cars movies. Cars 2 is horrible. It's horrifically bad. Cars 3 is fine, but I, je- I, I defend Cars 1. This is the opposite of this question, but I defend Cars 1. I think it's like a top five Pixar movie. I really, really like Cars oh, 1. Well, I'm not sure about that, but it, it's serviceable. But Cars 2 is terrible. I mean, Cars 2's got an industrial espionage plot that I struggled with. Yeah. And I'm like, how, how can you expect to follow this? Yeah. Cars 1, I would put even with like Wally or Finding Nemo. Oh, no, I'm not sure about that. Below the Toy Stories, obviously, but like, you know, that second tier of Pixar. I I assume you've seen Toy Story 4. Oh, yeah. What did you think? Cried my eyes out. Really? Like a normal human being with a heart. I, I, there weren't enough laughs in it for me. I didn't think it was, I thought it was a bit dull. And I questioned. Are you kidding? Yeah, no, I I didn't, didn't think there was. The little, uh, I'm trash guy was so fucking funny. Yeah. It was like a Toy Story for Millennials. I fucking died. It was a fucking spork, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so funny. Spork. No. Full no, of existential no. dread and self-doubt. And fucking ventriloquist dolls. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, that I'm was weird. I didn't film. like that. I like Toy Story 4 quite a lot. Uh, and I, I, I questioned Woody's decision at the end as well. I don't think, I don't think he'd do that. But anyway. No spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what was the question? So, what have you seen a lot that is that you like weirdly enjoy, but don't think anyone else should bother to watch or care about or would defend? Here, I'll go. Go on. Mine is Dude, Where's My Car? I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's a good movie. I don't like. I don't know why, but I've seen it like twenty times. Just kind of happened, and I, I I fucking love it. But like, I would never tell anyone else to bother watching it. Zoltan. Yeah, Zoltan. Um. Exactly. <laughs> I've watched that movie. Way more times than I think I realise. Um, mine, well, I don't know. It, it's tough because I've seen this film probably more than any other film and it is my favourite film of all time. I think categorically if someone asks, it is. So in some ways I can defend it because I do love it, but in other ways I can't because it is fundamentally bad, uh, which is Drop Dead Fred. 
Yeah. Uh, oh. was from like 1990 well it's from yeah it was the year I was born it was 1991 uh, the late great Rick Mail and Phoebe Cates and a load of other people as well uh, like Carrie Fisher's in it fucking Princess Leia yes I know who Carrie Fisher is yeah <laughs> some people might not Dick Chicken and yeah it was just a film that because of Rick Mail, like my sister loved it and then she sat down and made me watch it when I was a kid and I've Probably watched it once a year at least for the last 25 years. And that's your favorite movie of all time? <laughs> My favorite movie of all time, categorically, okay. yes. And you wonder why we call you a hipster. <laughs> what do you mean? How does that make me a hipster? Your favorite movie of all time is a movie that you admit isn't even good. No, You're like, it's a I bad see... movie, but it's my favorite movie of all time. No, like, I can see how, in terms of, like, filmmaking and stuff, like, there's many bits where, like, you can see the microphone come <laughs> down, like, on the top. And, Booming. like, some other mistakes and stuff like that. And, you know, the plot is, you know, this woman who, as a kid, she had an imaginary friend that she did loads of, like, naughty stuff with. And then when she's an adult, she gets, like, divorced, fired and has her car stolen in the space of one day, so then goes into some sort of existential crisis, which means that the imaginary friend comes back, and then the havoc all ensues again. And it's just really weird. And another podcast that some people might have listened to, which is How Did This Get Made, which uh, is done by Paul Shear and uh, Jason Mandzukis and June Diane Rayfield, who were all like in the league. And, yep, uh, and uh, Paul Shear and... June are married. Portia and June are married. Like Rafi is just the funniest person. Indeed. He's like the most animated, perfect speaking person. Yeah, it's great fantastic. podcast. Apart from Emoji Movie. Um, and they did it a little while ago. And it was great for me to listen to and hear people speak at length about something that is such a dear film to my heart. And I love. And I cry at the end every single fucking time. There you go. Brilliant. And it's great, and I won't defend it, and uh, Star Wars is shit. <laughs> Stimmers, are you like, oh, Charlie Chaplin's first silent film, really? Uh... The Great Dictator. <laughs> <laughs> See, again, Chuck comes in with a reference that you would not expect someone in their late 20s to know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. I, I, a film I've watched a lot. Um, I've watched Independence Day a ton. But Ugh. yeah, I don't. But the thing is, right? The, so yeah, you're well, not even American. What's your excuse? I know, but like, when did that film come out? Like ninety seven, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety seven. Yeah. So I was like thirteen, fourteen, and I like distinctly remember like watching it and going, "Well, this is it. Like, film effects cannot get any better." <laughs> And then you watch it now, and it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it holds up pretty well. Because a lot of it was miniature models. It's not CGI too much. It holds up okay, but like I gen- it was just it just showed me how stupid I was when I was 13. Like, oh, just sure, like, yeah. This yeah. is it. Like, you know, films are never going to get any better, so like CGI-wise. And then you watch that it That held the about. record for the most expensive movie ever made for a long time. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It blew it out of the water when it came out. The, uh... All the wall of fire effects and like destroying the little miniature model cities and the yeah the shadow effect. I remember I've, I am obsessed with that movie. I've seen it a million times. Okay, yeah. But I I don't think it's bad. Like I genuinely just like it. But I'm American, so like you mm. know that speech is like yeah, yeah. America. We watch it every Fourth of July. Something like, about Will Smith. Yeah. yeah. 
the um the shadow effect when the ships are moving in over the cities was like as expensive as the entire budget of other like major blockbusters that year for whatever reason that was like super expensive that's cool that you like that movie though that's weird like it's usually just americans like did you watch the horrible sequel no oh god it came out like five years ago Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, of course it did. Yeah, no, I never saw it. No. It's really bad. Barely enjoyable. It's so bad. Independence Day, more independent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then, of course, they rated Area 51 like a week ago. So I'm sure they'll be making another another sequel based on that. Did you guys miss that? Do you know what the hell I'm talking about? Yeah, the Facebook event that was created to storm Area 51. Storm Area 51, they can't stop all of us. And like 5 million people responded attending. And then, like, 30 people actually showed up, and the, but there was, like, it got a bunch of news coverage. <laughs> because they realized, like, you have to get to, like, the middle of the desert. Yeah, all of them were like, if we do... Do you guys watch the anime, the Naruto show? They were like, if we I do know, the an- it's everywhere. You know the anime run where, like, you lean forward and hold your arms behind your back, and then you just, like... Yeah. They were like, if we all do a Naruto run at Area 51, the whole government can't stop us. So a bunch of guys just, like, actually showed up. It turned out that one bloke got arrested and it was for urinating on the fence or something. That's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all the listener stroke wife stuff. So... Stroke wife? No, come on, don't be coarse. Sorry. It's funny. Fingers. Come on. We're, you know, let's, we're not, we've gone beyond scampy fries. It's a family show. <laughs> <laughs> There are times when I've had to go, Finley, just go out the room. Um, yeah, but that's just, that's not when we're recording. Yeah, that's just, generally. Just live. Right, let's talk about our FPL team. We Why? Because we crowdsourced it on a wild card. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I didn't agree with like half of the things. That's but not the point of this. That's what democracy is. That's not the point Compromise, of this. Apart from Brexit. <laughs> yeah, three years from now, we'll still be arguing about this. Yeah. Um, but we actually did it. Exactly. We followed through. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But we didn't have a great week. Um, no deal wild card? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, we ended on 46. Captain Mane, as we've briefly discussed. None of our strikers returned. We've got Pookie, Abraham, Aguero. But generally, I'm pretty happy with the team. Assist. Why have we still got Pookie? Uh, we had some value tied up, and I thought I thought the the poll for that came out that we had to stay in the po- Pookie party. Yeah, I thought we just weren't going to listen to all of it, to be honest. And Aguero did get uh, an assist, so he didn't not return. Assist off the bench. Yeah, off the yeah. bench. Yeah, it's a shame actually. We didn't mention that because he'd scored in every single game so far, hadn't he? Yeah, he'd yeah he'd scored in all, and so I thought maybe they'd let him and and try and get the Jamie Vardy record or something. But um. But then they got hits. I mean, I look at it and I'm I prefer the podcast team to my own team. Uh I think they've done yeah. pretty well to be honest. Well we're doing all right. Like what are we on four hundred and six points at the minute. I mean we don't have any Man United or Arsenal players. <laughs> Standard. Yeah, it's about like uh four hundred and fifty thousandth in the world. It's it's pootling along fine. Yeah, it's that we're almost at like sixty points a week. Yeah, it's not bad. So have you gents got any suggestions for what we do this week? Um. Well, don't let you do the team. Fuck off! There's um, nothing wrong with this. Because whenever <laughs> you do the team, it doesn't like we do bad. My captain choices have not been good lately. Great. No, so maybe you should just not. We'll do a captain poll properly this week. It was just because yeah. there was a lo- yeah. I would say Mane to like maybe Son. No. Mane to Son. I don't love Mane. 
as a pick. That's too sideways. Why? He's great. Because Mane is 2.0 more expensive than Sun. Yeah. 11.6 to like 9.5. You could free that up and then upgrade many other places. If he got it, flaunt it. You know, splash that <coughs> cash. And we have. Team value is better than mine. 101. So so your choice would be Mane to Sun. Yeah. Free up the okay. funds. Chuck, you got anything? Um, We've actually got some all right fixtures coming up across the team. Obviously, we just wildcarded. So it does seem a bit strange to like change anything, really. We've got three Chelsea players, and they've got a good run of games, so mm. that's all good. We've got three Man City players. Yep. That's fine. Um, I still want Firmino, but pff, can't happen. Um, Pookie's playing Villa, Norwich are at home. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no transfer. I agree. I agree. I'm I was going, gonna no, say no. You roll can't. Up. You can't. You can't. Oh, I picked off. no transfer. <laughs> well, I've got to nominate a transfer. I don't want to do. Well, that's it. It's uh, sometimes in democracy, you don't get the outcome you want, and you have to put something forward because someone told you that's what you have to do because they already took your answer. <laughs> hmm. I'm just saying, if we do Mane to Sun. That frees up enough funds to do Pookie to Firmino. You who want Firmino so bad, there's your money right there. Mm, but then we're just... Mm. Well, do that over the course of two weeks. Obviously, don't take a point for that. But. No. Okay. Well, let, look, let's just say that. We'll do a straight two-way poll. Mane to Sun or roll the transfer. That's what we'll do. All right. <laughs> You're not happy. And then we'll... No, I'm fine. But, but, you know, I just thought maybe we'd have another suggestion. But fine, Ian. That's an um, I'm fine the way my mom used to say. I'm fine. Yeah, it's really, fine. Well, it was so loaded, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm living inside your mind. Well, I've known that for a while. Yeah. And also, because uh, obviously the reason we started this team was because of this podcast uh, expert, I don't know, something league, uh, which is organised by the FPL Roundtable guys. And we're fifth. So <laughs> we are fifth. They gave they gave us some they gave us some love on their podcast recently. So yeah, but they gave us some shit at the start. Yeah, they, yeah. But uh, <laughs> to be fair, they said that like you know that we've that turned it around. Guy Gabe, and, uh, and now he's like three points ahead of us. <laughs> no, we've been doing well. Been doing well. If I come up with something, I'll put it on the Twitters. But at the minute, I can't think of anything beyond rolling a transfer because it, it looks good. I'm, I'm jealous of this team. Yeah, it does look good. I'm happy with it, which means we'll get thirty points this week. Yeah, well, 46 off the back of a wild card isn't great, is it? Bad, bad week for everybody, though, except you, Stimmers. You're fucking closing the gap on me. You're, like, actually starting to catch up. Yeah, yeah, and you'll hear all about that on Stimmers' very, uh, I'm going to say, streamlined now, Yeah. Um, FPL Patreon specials. Yeah. Uh, which, if you go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash milesoffsidepod, uh, you can donate and get the chance to listen to. And I'm, 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 I might get a respectable rank at some point, and you'd actually want to listen to me. So you yeah. might. You do. You're doing good. You do. Keep on. Keep on trucking. You do also get one day early releases of the podcasts as a Patreon. You do. Yeah, that's a benefit. good point, actually, Oscar. Yeah, as a Patreon, I pretty much put the podcast out the second I finished editing it, which sometimes means there might be a mistake in it. I've got no idea. The yeah, the Patreon podcast come out the second it's done, whereas uh, the other, the regular feed I try the shit and get out. You were going to say the shit munchers. I was not going to say the shit munchers. <laughs> the shit munchers get it on the Wednesday morning. We love our listeners very much. We do love our listeners, and if you want to get in touch, we're on Twitter at Miles Offside Pod. We're on Facebook, and we're on Instagram as Miles Offside Pod, where you can see the hilarious videos I've been cutting together. 
But there we go. Uh, should we do next week's fixtures? Yeah. Well, we actually remember for once and we don't just try and sign off the pod. So we start on Saturday, the 5th of October, with Brighton Spurs. Don't watch it. It's on telly. Don't. Don't bother. Uh, although early fixture, so chances are Brighton will win. I always say this, but I don't think it ever happens now. I think I've proved that the upset never happens on the early kickoff. But uh, Then we've got Burnley Everton. Oh dear. Marco Silva's getting fired. Uh, Liverpool Leicester. So Brendan Rodgers. That could be a good back. game, yeah. That could be a very good game. Uh, interesting, especially if uh, Liverpool obviously have the Champions League. Uh, didn't get off to the best start there, so we'll really want to hit, hit, try and like get up a bit of momentum in there after they lost to Napoli. Um, so it could be a bit vulnerable to Leicester, especially if they play kind of as disjointed and invite the kind of pressure on them because Leicester have been really good and uh, warrant kind of their third place. Yep, looking forward to that one. Uh, Norwich Villa. That could be decent as well. Yeah, yeah, could be good. Villa will have two goals disallowed by VAR <laughs> and uh, Pookie will get two goals in the second half. Captain Pookie. That's my sneaky pick. That's your sneaky captain pick. Yep, Captain Pookie. Captain Pookie. Norwich at home against a bad team. No one's going to have the armband on him. It's not a bad shout. Um, but, I mean, we'll get to some pretty good justification as to why people won't go for that later. Uh, Watfield, Sheffield United. <laughs> Kike Sanchez-Flores is probably getting fired. Um, West Ham Palace. Oh, it's at the London Stadium. Do you guys not do well there? I thought you were good on the road. No, I just don't like it there. It's horrible. Oh, okay. West Ham are in good attacking form as well. Yeah, they are. They got rid of Andy Carroll, so... <laughs> That'll do it. That's good for them. That Yarmolenko's pretty good. You should get him in your FPL teams if you don't have him. You're such a dick. <laughs> I put that forward in my wild card, and I said Yarmolenko, and I also said Vardy, and you said I shouldn't go for both of them, and three goals between the two of them, and I hate you. But both teams were on, a, on an alright form uh, run of form, but West Ham, I just think their they're attacking is... Is, is quite coherent so if Palace get a goal that would be nice um, Arsenal Bournemouth <sighs> I know flip a coin <laughs> yeah Arsenal's numbers have gen- we'll save it mostly for next week but all of their underlying numbers have been horrifying basically yeah it's literally like... it's Aubameyang at this point they should change the team name to Aubameyang they should change <laughs> the logo to a side profile of his face and be managed by Captain Raffles yeah, Captain Raffles, pulling the tickets. Um, then the reason why a lot of people won't be Captain Impuki is Man City at home to Wolves. Uh, Wolves, again, I'm guessing if there's Champions League, there's probably Europa League. Um, so Wolves probably got a midweek game as well. They've really shown the kind of form that Burnley had um, last season, obviously with their Europa hangover where they've if you've played a lot of games so far. So that could be a bit of a dick in at the Etihad. Then we have Southampton-Chelsea. Lordy, Lord God, if you don't win that game, Oscar. We're good on the road. So I'm feeling confident, feeling confident. Hoping, my American side is hoping to see some Pulisic minutes, but my Chelsea side is like, well, he hasn't quite earned them necessarily. He hasn't been the most impressive. It's because he hasn't played. Well. (laughs) You can't impress if you don't do anything. He's gotten, he played the first like two matches and he played 90 in the midweek and against Grimsby when everyone else looked good, he had like the least touches and the least touches in the final third of the attacking players, I believe. So he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't like clearly been undroppable. 
let's say. Right. Whereas, like, Mount and Tammy, like, he'd be insane to not be playing them. So, Callum, too. I hope we see Callum in the starting lineup that day. Yeah, that'd be nice again. And finally, for some reason, this is on fucking TV. Um, Newcastle, Man United. I'm going to go for a Steve Bruce win. On his own? Yeah, just on his own. Like, uh, who was it? Richard Keyes said that Rafa should just buy the players himself um, if he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying that if Steve Bruce wants the goals, just <laughs> needs to score, score him himself. himself. <laughs> score him himself yeah. um, and sort it out. Did you see that someone had cut together um, a, a big video of Steve Bruce making noises when he sits down? No. <laughs> like yeah. old man noises? Yeah, like when he sits down at press conferences, he can't help but like make noises as he sits down. <laughs> It's oh, just God. like a supercut of these like noises. I'll have to find it and tweet it. Oh, that's fantastic. Good content. <laughs> oh, that is definitely content. That's a preview this week. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um a little bit. And that's that's it. Fixtures. So like we said, uh, we'll probably be a little bit later next week um because of uncertainty and logistics and planning. Uh one thing's for certain, we're not recording if I'm not fucking here. Um, <laughs> I Mr. 100%. stay as Mr. 100%. But yeah, so we've got the international break. So we'll do a bit of a uh, league roundup, maybe throw open a, another pod in there to just talk about some bullshit. I don't know. Yeah. Food was good last time, so we could just go for food again. Yeah. yeah. Why not? And then Ian will get upset that only four people listen. <laughs> what to the food one? Did all right. <laughs> Yeah, it did good. But I remember you going like, I really want this one to be good. I thought it was a good episode. I thought I really enjoyed it. Was it was a good episode. Good. Yeah. If uh, if any listeners are going to be at New York Comic Con, feel free to message me. We can meet up and, uh, you know, say hi. Yeah. Um, it's a big one. It's a big one. It's the second biggest Comic Con in America. So there, there's a decent chance that someone will be around. Mm-hmm. So feel and free. if anyone in Barbados um, wants to, <laughs> you know, meet up with me, um, yeah. just pay for a flight and I'll uh, pop over. Yeah, that's simple. Easy, isn't it? Uh, just to get a holiday. Uh, so thank you very much, gents. It's been a lovely evening where once again we said we'd be quick and it's two and a half hours later. So yeah. <laughs> a lovely time. A lovely time. Thanks for battling through, Oscar. Yep, thanks for having me. What a guy. Who says drugs are bad? Just take loads of painkillers and cough medicine and you too can sound that good. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Take care and bye. Brought to you by Scampi Fries. Chuck, do you often have that problem where like you get too excited and then you come into you come too early with the, you know? I feel like you tried to be sort of double entendre there and then just said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Do you often get too excited and then just? <laughs> do, do you often ejaculate? <laughs> <laughs>